Welcome back, MTN Giants podcast, week two preview versus the Arizona Cardinals, a game that I think is pretty much a must win, which I hate saying this early, but you look at the matchup next week, a short week at San Francisco, you better win this one if you want to have a chance of making the playoffs this year. The good news is the Giants are favored on the road. They are a minus four or four and a half, depending on where you look. This is Arizona's home opener, their new regime, new GM, new head coach, a lot of newness there. But as we know, the Arizona Cardinals are not too talented on paper. They have some injuries this week. Buda Baker was added to the um, injury list today, questionable with a hamstring injury. So their best defender could be out. On the Giants side of things, there are some other injuries there. Andrew Thomas with the hamstring, of course. He heard it during the Monday or the Sunday night game against Dallas. He should be a game-time decision. It seems like one of those things where they will test him out pregame. If he feels good, if he looks good, they'll play him. If not, they'll save him for Thursday, hopefully. Um, do the Giants need him to win this game? Not necessarily, but obviously having Thomas helps way more than having a, uh, a Matt Parrott or a Josh Izuda at left tackle. Darren Waller with a hamstring injury. Seems like he's going to play. This seems like a thing that's going to be a weekly occurrence. He's going to take Wednesdays off as like a maintenance day, not practice on Wednesdays. It's like a nerve issue, so I don't know I don't know what that means. It's it's a nerve in the hamstring or nerve in the leg. I don't know, not a doctor, but seems like one of those pain in the ass injuries that Waller's going to have to manage the entire year, but he seems pretty optimistic based on his quotes. Aziz Ojolari is doubtful with a hamstring as well. So a lot of hamstring issues that are hamstringing the Giants. Um, Aziz, it's disappointing. I feel like he is pretty much injury prone at this point. He's a very good player. Um, I shouldn't say very good. He's a good player. I think Aziz has a, a good amount of upside, but he just cannot stay healthy. It's a shame. It's like when he plays, he's good. He gets numbers, gets sacks, gets pressures. He's had his games where he looks dominant, but... He's missed a lot of time in the past couple years, so hopefully this is not a trend, but it's looking like it so far. We'll start with Arizona's offense, see what they have going on on that side of the ball. So Josh Dobbs is their quarterback. He has not been there for even a month yet. They recently got him like late August or something, mid-August. Probably late August. Yeah, because I think it was like August 20-something they got Josh Dobbs. So their quarterback has not been there for very long. He looked... Um, okay last week to put it nicely he wasn't great so i'm not that afraid of josh Dobbs. but um you know based on how the giants looked on sunday i can't have that much confidence either it's funny will hernandez was their highest graded offensive lineman last week our old friend will hernandez of course the he plays right guard now actually for arizona hernandez of course the former second round pick of the giants back in 2018 they do have solid tackles, the Cardinals, DJ Humphreys, and Paris Campbell. Not Paris Campbell. Woo, woo, woo. Paris Campbell's a giant. Paris Johnson, taken in the first round this year, like seventh overall, top 10 pick. So hopefully he has a nice career, but he is a rookie playing right tackle. I don't think the Arizona Cardinals' weapons are that bad. You go up and down the list, and like that's the one thing as to why they are a bit scary. Now, there's two reasons they kind of scare me. We'll go over that other part in the defensive section. But offensively, they do have guys that make plays. Marquise, Hollywood Brown, the former Raven, got off to a great start last year before Kyler got hurt. I think actually Brown himself got hurt, but he got off to a great start last year. He's a good receiver. 
I would not call him a wide receiver one in general, but for this Cardinals team, he is. They have Michael Wilson, another rookie. He was like a fourth-round pick or something. He was really good. Like, he's a really good player, but never stayed healthy in college, went to Stanford. He's like a a bigger receiver, 6'2", like just very talented. So just a guy you have to watch out for there against another Giants rookie probably, whether it's Trey Hawkins or Deontay Banks. But Rondell Moore, the small yet shifty wide receiver, um... Zach Ertz. Now, Zach Ertz is interesting because I went back and looked just for the for the hell of it because I know Zach Ertz is a Giants killer. Zach Ertz right now has a touchdown streak in five straight games versus the Giants dating back to 2017. So five straight games versus the Giants. Zach Ertz has scored in his last matchup versus the Giants. He had a two touchdown game. So a little concerning there. Hopefully Zach Ertz, I know he's like 32 now, definitely not the same player he was back in his prime in Philly, but he got a lot of targets last week. He's coming off an ACL. You know, he's he's not that great anymore, but still a, a complete Giants killer throughout his career, so that definitely concerns me. Um, They're running back James Conner. Pretty good player. Another guy who kind of struggles staying healthy, but a bruiser. He can manage a lot of carries, obviously a pretty good receiver for his size as well. They have a tight end, Trey McBride, second-year player. He had 1,100 yards for, I think it was Colorado or Colorado State during one of his last years in college, so he's a talented receiver as well. So the Cardinals, despite having a pretty poor offensive line, especially the interior, and having a quarterback who's tough to trust in Josh Dobbs, they do have guys that once you get the ball in their hands, they can make things happen. So that's the concern about the Cardinals' offense. The Giants' defense, though, should have a lot more success in a matchup like this. I would expect Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau, who's been talked about a lot this week by Giants fans, calling him the B-word, you know, the, the word bust for Kayvon Thibodeau, which I'm not there yet, by the way. I think that's a bit of an overreaction. I get Sunday night sucked. We want to blame people, point fingers, but I'm not calling Kayvon a bust just yet. So this should be a matchup where the Giants defensive line gets a lot of pressure on Josh Dobbs. If they cannot penetrate this Cardinals offensive line, we have issues. All right, we're paying guys a lot of money. We're paying Dexter Lawrence a ton of money. He played well on Sunday. Wasn't amazing, but he was definitely the best defensive lineman in my opinion. But, you know, Kayvon's got to step up. I was hoping Aziz would be there. He's not going to be there most likely. Doubtful players almost never play. I can remember like one time a doubtful guy has played, so I'm not expecting Aziz Ojolari to be there. But Leonard Williams, please, we're paying you enough. Please step up in this matchup. So got to get pressure there up the middle. But receivers-wise, it might be a bit scary. I think, you know, Michael Wilson, who also is a rookie, as I mentioned, but a good receiver. Um, Marquise Brown on one of the rookies on the outside. That can be a concerning matchup. You know, we'll see what Adoree Jackson does in the slot. Didn't have the best game last week, like most people. So the receiving game for the Cardinals is a little scarier than the running attack. I don't think James Conner should have many holes in this game. But, you know, once again, tough to trust this Giants team right now based on what happened last week. But that's what I think should happen. If anything, you know, it is Josh Dobbs. I don't think he'll be picking apart this Giants secondary because if he does... There's bigger issues at hand, obviously. So I'm hoping they can stop Connor, make Joshua Dobbs beat them. Can he do it? I don't know. I'm hoping not because that'd be a bad look. On to the Arizona defense. And this is the scarier part, in my opinion. So 
The Giants obviously were, I think, the only team last week to not put up any points. I think Cincinnati got like three, maybe. Maybe it was six. I don't know. But the Giants had zero, obviously. And the only reason this Cardinals defense concerns me in this particular matchup is because of the success that Jonathan Gannon had last year as the Eagles defensive coordinator. So I'm sure most of you know, but for those who don't know, the Eagles defensive coordinator last year, of course, the Eagles killed the Giants last year in two games, including a playoff game. The last game was kind of close, but mostly it was backups and scrubs. So don't know if that matters, but the guy who was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles last year is now the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. So if there's one guy who knows how to stop this Giants offense, we saw Dan Quinn do it last week, of course, but Jonathan Gannon, even in Dable's first year and Kafka's first year calling plays for the Giants, was not fooled. Now, the one good thing here is that the Cardinals don't have anywhere near the talent and personnel that the Eagles have. So that's the one good thing we have going for us. But schematically, if there's a guy, a defensive coach, a head coach in this case, who can really mitigate the Giants' offense, it's Jonathan Gannon. Does he have the talent to do it, though? That's the big question. Doesn't seem like it, because the Cardinals' defense, not too inspiring. They had a lot of sacks last week, all right? I'll admit that. They had seven sacks on Sam Howell and Washington last week. But looking at the pressure charts and whatnot, it seemed like Sam Howell was holding on to the ball way too long, which Daniel Jones can do that sometimes too, which is an issue. But Sam Howell, like, just way too many sacks taken that were his fault. So I don't know if it's, you know, Howell holding on to the ball too long or do the Cardinals magically have this fierce pass rush I'm not buying it. I don't think Jones should be sacked more than like two or three times in this game. If he is, once again, bigger problems at hand. Now, Andrew Thomas playing or sitting is a big thing as well. Because if he's sitting, then the Cardinals may have another, you know, big sack total this week. So I'm hoping the Giants have a better offensive game plan. They did not look ready for Sunday night's game. I'm hoping they're more well coached in this matchup you would think it's an easier matchup of course they have some talent here it's not complete like you're not going to find an NFL defense where there's no good players I guess if you took Aaron Donald off the Rams you can argue maybe that's the case in, in LA but this team has some guys I like Kazira White was with Philly last year former Charger he's a pretty good inside linebacker don't mind him Marco Wilson cornerback out of Florida He's a very like inconsistent player, but he's also not that bad either. Um, their safeties, Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker, that's probably their best part of the defense. Now, if Baker is out this game with the hamstring issue, I mean, come on. We better win this freaking game if that's the case. But um, Zayvon Collins, first-round pick a couple years ago. Collins actually had two turnovers against the uh, Commanders last week. He had a fumble recovered and an interception on Sam Howell, so... He's a guy who might break out here in year three, I think it is for him. They also have Aziz Ojolari's brother, who doesn't play much yet. I think he was a second-round pick. Uh, BJ Ojolari, he's a guy I liked coming out of the draft. Would have been nice to get him, but if he ends up being injury-prone like his brother, then maybe we shouldn't have got him, but I don't know. But I did like his like film, his tape in college. He looked good, so maybe he turned into a player. Um, he's very young, though, like one of the younger players in the class. They're definitely taking their time with him but definitely a lot of talent there as well. So if I'm the Giants, I'm kind of starting this game with the approach of 
kind of the way the Giants beat the Bears last year, how the Giants beat the Texans last year, how the Giants beat the uh, the Panthers last year. Just run the ball with Saquon 25 times. Like, that's, that's all you have to do. Like, I really – I don't think this defensive line is stopping them. I know the Giants' offensive line looked horrible, but – their run blocking graded out much better last week than their pass blocking. The Giants hopefully can still run block. And this defensive line for Arizona is not that good. So I would think if I'm the one making a game plan here, heavy dose of Saquon early, work play action off of that, find Darren Waller on the crossers, take a deep shot or two to Slayton or Campbell, whoever, and just go about it like that. Like, let Saquon win this game for you. Let the offensive line run blocking win this game for you. Okay, so that that's what I would do. I mean, I, I'm trying not to overthink this too much. I would love to see the passing attack wake up and Jones have 330 and three touchdowns, but I just don't think it's necessary for this game. I just don't. So playing it safe, going for the win, which is the most important part. Saquon's getting 25 carries, in my opinion, and Jones runs play action off of that and hopefully finds some open receivers. So that's how I would do it personally, but we'll see what the Giants plan on doing. I know they want to be more pass-heavy this year or more pass-happy this year, but I think in a matchup like this where you are favored, your offensive line was better run-blocking-wise once again, I would play to that strength and just see what happens. Um, I forget if the um, Commanders had a lot of success running the ball. I I think Brian Robinson had a decent game. I'm going to look this up real quickly. I know that... Um, the hell's his name? Antonio Gibson got placed in the doghouse for fumbling, so he didn't play that much. But Commanders rushing attack. Robinson was 19 for 59. Not that good. 3.1 a carry. Antonio Gibson was 3 for 9. They benched his ass once again. This other backup, Chris Rodriguez Jr., 3 for uh, three attempts for 7 yards. So they did not run the ball too efficiently against the um against the Cardinals when speaking about uh, speaking about the Commanders. So you know, maybe that's an outlier. I don't know. I still don't think this run defense for the um, for the Arizona Cardinals is that good. So I would make them prove that once again. And Saquon obviously is the most talented player on this offense, maybe the entire team. So I would just, you know, give him the ball as many times as possible. And hopefully that leads you to a victory. So the bottom line is, as I said off the top, you have to win this game. I think if they lose this game, the season has a chance to get really... Going in the wrong direction, obviously, and it could get off the rails pretty quickly. As I mentioned, the Giants' schedule coming up is not easy. San Francisco the week after. I believe Seattle the week after that. Then it's like Buffalo, the Jets maybe, uh, something like that. I don't know, but they have tough matchups, obviously. So this is the game where you looked at it before the season started. Once Once the schedules came out, you looked at this game, you circled it and said, that game they have to win. I say that every year for like a couple Giants games. When they played the Raiders in the past, I know they won that year against them. Um, You know, teams like the Bears last year, Carolina, like you look at those games and you go, you better win that game because you're supposed to win this one. So hopefully they get this done. I feel like this game can go a few different ways. I don't see Arizona winning by a lot. I can't see it. I know I said that about Dallas last week. I figured that was going to be a much closer game. Obviously, I was wrong, but I just don't think the Cardinals have the roster to blow a team out right now. You know, maybe they can blow out like the Texans or something, but a team like the Giants, who I think is still a pretty decent team, 
they should be able to at least stay in this game at worst. So um, what could happen here is, A, the Giants look sharp. They come out the gates and, you know, a couple touchdown drives early. They win this game like 27-10 and look great and kind of we have a sigh of relief for a little bit and then, you know, for four days until we go to San Francisco. It can also go in a way where the Giants barely escape with a victory, maybe a game that they would have lost against a better team. Maybe they win like 20 to 17 or something like that. And we leave that game being like, all right, we're one and one, but damn, how'd you only win by three or, you know, something like that. And of course, I can see a scenario where the Cardinals win, which, you know, I don't think is going to happen. I still think the Giants win this game probably like 23 16 or something, I would say, but I don't know. Like, I just don't know how to read these situations sometimes. You know, it was weird. Like, it's we kind of have PTSD in a way because this happened with McAdoo. This happened with Joe Judge where they had a pretty good first year. McAdoo's was obviously much better having 11 wins compared to Judge's like six wins. But, you know, they'll have the coaches, these new coaches have a great first year and year two started off badly for those guys. And then, you know, it just got crazy. So I think Brian Dable's legit. I have not changed my, my opinion about him. Dable's a great coach, so I'm not worried about that happening, but it is the PTSD factor as Giants fans. Um, so, yeah, they should win. I say 23-16 Giants. I would love it to be more. Like, they, I would really love if they won this game by, like, 10 or more. I want to feel comfortable about it. I don't want to stress this one out and have to sit there and, you know, two minutes, three minutes left and, like, worrying about the Cardinals coming back and winning. I don't want that. So just go up by a couple possessions in the fourth quarter. Let us enjoy it. Win easy. And hopefully going into Thursday, the team has much more confidence and maybe catches the 49ers napping, which probably won't happen, but you never know. All right, now it's time for NFL Week 2 Spread Picks. I did my record. I went 6-9 and nine last week. Not good, but I got off to a good start. And then the losses after, like, the Baltimore game just got bad. I lost with Chicago. I lost with the uh, the Broncos. Lost with um, the Chargers. I lost with Seattle. Lost with the Giants. Lost with Buffalo. And that game was crazy, man. Like, the Monday night Jets game, I didn't talk about it yet. I didn't make a video about it, but, like... Man, just a crazy amount of emotions. The Giants do play the Jets this year, so as an Aaron Rodgers fan, I hated seeing that. I like felt depressed the next two days because I really do feel bad. And like I do like Rodgers a lot, and I wanted him to have a great season with the Jets. Hopefully next year he comes back and, and does it, but man, just a tough thing for the Jets right there. It's just, as I, I made the video back in July, I just, I said the New York Jets scare me was title of the video. I made this back in July and four plays into the freaking season. And it's like, it's just over. I'm like, you know, that's what I said in the video. I'm like, some franchises just can't have good things. I mentioned the Mets. I mentioned the Brooklyn Nets. I mentioned the Jets. They just never have good things going for them. And the Jets, you know, proved that to be true in four games. Could be a cursed franchise. I don't know. Anyway, so 6-9 and nine last week, I'll try to keep track. And actually, as I'm saying these, I'm going to type them out because I tried to go back and it just took much longer. So Green Bay at Atlanta. Atlanta favored by a point and a half. The Packers may be without Aaron Jones. Christian Watson, I don't think, is going to play again. <sighs> it's a tough one because the Falcons defense, I don't trust it. Jordan Love looked really good last week. They play in a dome now. Um... 
Man, that's a tough. I don't know. I'm going to take Atlanta because I, I just ride with the Falcons. I like them a lot this year, as I said last week. So I'll ride with Atlanta minus one and a half. Don't feel great about it. I bet like four games last week. I went three for four. So I came away winning money last week. But, you know, picking every game here is tough sometimes. Um, Raiders at the Bills. Bills minus eight. I think the Bills come out and destroy them. So I'll give. I'll take uh, the Bills minus eight. Might be a tough one here. Jacoby Myers is out for the um, Raiders. He was like Jimmy G's go-to guy last week, even over Devontae Adams, which is pretty nuts. So Buffalo's defense kind of scares me, but as long as Josh Allen doesn't play stupid, which hopefully after that performance he starts to realize you can't make those throws, they should win this game by a lot. So Bills minus eight for me. This will be a good one. In-division game, Ravens at Bengals. Bengals minus three. Man, I'll take Cincinnati. I don't know, because Joe Burrow looked so bad last week, but I'm hoping it was because he didn't have much practice time. But the Bengals line, Joe Burrow, um, they just look terrible. Like I think the defense held up pretty well in the first half, but it was the Bengals offensive line and Burrow himself. Looked pretty damn awful in that game. Um, Seattle at Detroit. Detroit minus four and a half. I like the Lions a lot in this matchup. Maybe it's a trap. I don't know. But it seems like Seattle has a lot of injuries they're dealing with. They have their tackles injured. Jamal Adams is out. Um, They're missing someone else, too, I saw on defense. I forget. But, yeah, Seattle has a bunch of injuries. And I don't know. I just feel like this is a matchup that really – fits well for the Lions. They have extended rest. It's their home opener. The crowd will be crazy. And I do think Detroit can run all over them with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. So I will take Detroit minus four and a half. I do know Seattle won this matchup last year. It was like 48-45 or some crazy ass score. But give me the Lions minus four and a half. The Chargers are at Tennessee. Tennessee, two and a half point dogs at home. All right. Um, Ryan Tannehill looked washed. He looked washed. Like, he was the worst quarterback. I know Burrow looked bad. I know our guy looked bad. I know, like, but Tannehill sucked. Oh, my God. He should have had, like, five picks last week. I think he had three, but it could have been way worse. So, I don't know. I feel like Derrick Henry might go nuclear and have, like, 200 yards. But I'll take the Chargers. I think they're the better team. I'm going to keep riding with the Chargers. I'll take them minus two and a half. LAC minus two and a half. Um, next, Chicago Bears at Tampa. Interesting one here. Tampa is a favorite by two and a half points. I'll take Chicago. As you can see, I'm pretty hesitant, but I'll take Chicago as two and a half point dogs. <sighs> I'm really sad. No, you know what? No, 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 no. We're not doing this. Tampa Bay minus two and a half. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Like I'm thinking of like. The Bears should bounce back, but I'm thinking about the entire roster. Tampa has a better roster. Like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, both coaches are not good. Um, You guys know I love Baker Mayfield. He looked good last week. Baker, I know it's the Vikings. We saw them twice last year. Their defense freaking sucks. But their defense looks a little better because Brian Flores is there, but it's still bad. So, you know, I'll give Baker some credit, but got to have some nuance there as well. Uh, Kansas City at Jacksonville. Interesting one here. I remember this was a week one matchup a few years ago, and Sammy Watkins had like 220 receiving yards in that game. Um, Chiefs minus three and a half. Chris Jones and Kelsey are back. 
I feel like I feel the I feel like the Jaguars could cover this. You know, yeah, I'm taking Jacksonville. Jacksonville plus three and a half. There's just something about the Chiefs right now that I'm not I'm just not that confident about them. I didn't have them going that far in the playoffs. I mean, I had them in like the divisional round. I don't I think I had them losing to somebody in the, the divisional round. So yeah, I'm not as high on the Chiefs as I have been in previous years. I just feel like they're not as good as they have been in the past and Obviously, with the amount of money Mahomes is making, like you got to make sacrifices somewhere. Um, Indianapolis at Houston. This is an interesting one because C.J. Stroud is on the injury report with a shoulder injury. Maybe Davis Mills will start playing again. We'll see. But I'll take Indy plus one. I do like the coaching a bit better for Houston. But you guys know I love Anthony Richardson. I picked against him last week, but he looked really good. Like, I went back and watched Richardson's every play from that game. I think NFL posted it on YouTube. Like, Richardson looked much better than even I thought he would. And I'm like a Richardson guy. You guys know that. Made a bunch of videos about him. A lot of tweets about him. So, the fact that he looked that good in his debut against a better team in Jacksonville, I would think that the Colts can win this game outright. They are a one-point underdog. San Francisco, they are at the Los Angeles Rams. The Niners are a favorite by seven. The Rams really surprised us last week. Huh? Puka Nakua, 2-2 Atwell. Big games, just like we all expected. Matt Stafford looked good. Um, I still don't think the Rams have a good offensive line. I don't. And the Niners can pass rush with the best of them. San Fran's offense is crazy. Yeah, I'll take the Niners minus seven. I know it's on the road, but... I just feel like touchdown game, like they can do that. If it was like nine and a half, ten, I'd be like, all right, maybe I'll take the Rams, but seven's not enough. Give me the Niners minus seven. Giants, they're listed as minus four and a half here. Giants at Arizona. I told you guys 23 16 is my prediction. So back to back weeks, give me the G men. Could be stupid, but we'll go with them once again. Um, the Jets at the Cowboys. I think this line dropped a bit. I think it was 9.5. Now it's 8.5 in favor of Dallas, obviously, with Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback. I will take, man, it depends. How do the Jets react? Do you think the Jets react like they're demoralized and they think their season's over? Or do they like, are they still very hyped about what happened with the game-winning punt return? Are they like, I don't know how to think about this. Like, psychologically, I'm trying to get into the Jets, like, psychologically right now. Like, how would they react to last week? I don't know. I guess I'll take, man, Zach Wilson stinks. I'll take Dallas. I'll, I'll take Dallas. I don't feel great about it, obviously, but I'll take Dallas. They are the home team. Dallas minus eight and a half. Because I just remembered, like, the Jets' offensive line has its issues. It's probably, like, right as, you know, right around what the Giants have. And Zach Wilson against pressure. While he may not be sacked a ton, he will make the dumb throws, and Dallas, as we saw on Sunday, will create turnovers. They're very good at that. So they will have the safeties lurking. They will get the fumbles. They'll probably make Zach fumble once. I mean, they'll they'll get their turnovers. So, yeah, I'll take Dallas minus 8.5, but the Jets' defense is amazing. Washington Commanders at the Denver Broncos. Broncos minus 3.5. I feel like these teams are kind of near the same level. This was the same spread last week for Denver. They could not cover. They couldn't even win the freaking game. 
So since it's three and a half, I will take Washington. I feel like this will be a snooze fest of a game. Not looking forward to it, but Washington plus three and a half for me. Maybe Denver wins by a field goal. I still win, whatever. This is good. Sunday night football here. Miami Dolphins at New England. Dolphins favored by three. I don't see this being high scoring. I think this will be a low scoring game. Maybe like a, I don't know, 20 to 16 type game or something like that. I'll take Miami. They look so good. I mean, their defense was struggling. Their run defense specifically was bad against the Chargers. But, like, I feel like the Patriots do not run the ball that well. So we'll see if that comes true or not. But Miami minus three is my pick. There's two Monday night games. And the NFL, for some reason, puts them an hour apart. So we have to watch two games at once, which I guess is not that bad. But, like, if you have one TV and you can't watch both, it's just stupid. Anyway. First one is New Orleans at the Panthers. Only a minus three for the Saints on the road. Um, I feel like the Panthers are really bad. They have a really hard time scoring. They probably get DJ Chark back this week, which is nice, but I don't know. I don't think they're that good. I'll take the Saints minus three. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, Bryce Young gets his first win. The last game, and this is a good one too, Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Browns minus two and a half. I am not buying into the Browns just yet. I do like them. I do like the Browns, but you guys know I'm a big Steelers guy this year. I would take the Steelers as two and a half point underdogs. Um, I know the Browns won that game against the Bengals in pretty dominant fashion, but if you watch Deshaun Watson as a passer, he still did not look that good. So I'm still concerned about that. I know the Steelers lost Cam Hayward for a bit. That sucks, but... I'm still not completely bought into Cleveland, and I'm not out on Pittsburgh just yet. So I'll take them as the home team and underdogs by two and a half points. So that's going to do it for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed. I will talk to you guys on Sunday night. Hopefully we'll be 1-1 by then. If it's 0-2, might be rant time. It might be, uh, you know, prepare for the draft time. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. We're not preparing for the draft just yet. But, yeah, just win the game. Give Saquon all the carries and just let him take you to victory. Hopefully the defense is fine. Don't let Josh Dobbs kill you. That'd be a bad look once again. But hopefully they get it done. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. And I'll talk to you guys next time.